chapter 8. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn there. If not, we're having on the screen. John chapter 8. If you have it in your Bibles. In my Bible, it's page 1268. That's a joke. I'm sorry. A bad joke. So it says, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning... Verse 2, he came into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set, and they had set her in the midst. And they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Verse 5, Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? And they and this they said, tempting him that they might have to uh, might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. And when they continued asking him, he lifted himself up or lifted him up himself and, to, and, and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground, verse nine, and which and then. They which had heard it, believing or being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And I love this verse. And when Jesus had lifted himself up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Let's pray. Father, we th thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for your forgiveness. And Father, we pray that, God, you will speak to every, every heart in here, no matter where we are in the season of our life. And God, may you even speak through me today. God, just use this time. We pray it in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. you may be seated. So I wanted to talk about a very familiar passage of Scripture. And I know probably Pastor Dude has probably preached on this very Scripture many, many times. And to be totally honest with you, this, this scripture has been with me for several months. And there's been times that I have been on my way to a church to sing and to speak that morning and was planning on speaking on something else. And God just keeps bringing this to me. and keeps bringing this certain passage. And there's been times that even this morning I gave Mike another scripture that I wouldn't plan on using. But I feel like if God's impressing upon my heart that, I, that somebody needs that. And oftentimes I've discovered I need that. So we all know this very familiar, if you don't, we've read this very familiar passage of Scripture. And it, you know, the woman is caught in the act of adultery. But Jesus had been teaching in the temple, okay? And this woman caught in the act of adultery. Now, first question you have to ask, where's the man? Man's not mentioned in the story anywhere. But he's been teaching and they bring this woman out and... I, I kind of see it this way. Now, when Jesus taught in the temple, there were relig religious people there. There were scribes and Pharisees there. There were probably believers who believed in him and believed he was the Messiah, the Son of God. There was probably also some people there that was just drawn to him that were not believers. But they wanted to hear what he had to say. So when they bring this woman and bring her in front of Jesus, they're trying to catch him because they, one of the first things they say, by the law of Moses, we're allowed to stone her. Now, can't you imagine, especially all those religious people who I might call even church people, as soon as they hear that, okay, where's a rock? Where's a rock? Where's a rock? Maybe even, 
maybe a rock like this. Probably not a gravel that you'd find out in your driveway, but a pretty good-sized stone. In other words, in modern language, they knew something was fixing to happen, and they were given every right to stone this woman. But I love what that verse says. Well, Jesus stoops down and he begins to write in the sand. And I don't know what he wrote. I've got to, I like to maybe think what he wrote, but I'm not going to say because that's my opinion. But he's writing in the sand. They ask him again, by the law of Moses, we can stone her. What, what, do, you, what do you say we do? And everybody else is just sitting around, waiting, because they're going to fix and stone this woman. Waiting. He writes down again. Then he says, let thee without sin cast the first stone. But I like the part where it says, one by one, the oldest starting first. Wonder why that is. Maybe they were like 52 years old and realized I may not have done that, but I've sure done a whole lot of bad things in my life. And I don't have any right to throw a stone at anybody. And they started dropping their stones. And then he says, woman, where are your accusers? And they were all gone by this point. And she said, Lord, they're all gone. Notice, the scribes and the Pharisees called him teacher. She called him Lord. There's a difference. So my question today for you and for me, are you carrying a stone? Are you carrying a rock today? Are you carrying a stone? Because up until a few weeks ago, I was carrying a stone. See, I was hurt very a few years ago by someone in ministry. I was really hurt. And I realized that I've been carrying a stone of unforgiveness toward them. You see, the people in this story, they picked up a stone. Now, we don't know who all was in that crowd gathered around. We don't know who was there. It could have been a husband of the woman. Maybe a husband of the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. So he might have picked up a stone thinking, okay, I've known she was something wasn't right, and I'm going to get my revenge. I'm going to throw that stone. But we don't really know. There, there had been nobody connected with her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, closely connected. They were just people looking to throw a stone. Going to take out their frustrations on somebody. It's going to be this girl, this lady. But see, what, what do we do? How do we respond when we've been directly affected by somebody making a decision and hurting us? So here's the verse I told Mike to add. Ephesians 4.32. How do we respond? Ephesians 4.32. If you have your Bibles, if you don't, we're going to have it on screen. Here it is. Be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. See, the reason I like that song that I sung just a moment ago, that part of it says, I want to feed the beggar on the street, learn to be your hands and feet, to freely give what I receive. And that's forgiveness. That's forgiveness. That's grace. But why is it so hard that when we mess up and we sin against God and we fail and we ask for forgiveness, we almost expect Him to forgive us. Don't we? Don't we? We almost expect it. Because He said He would forgive us 
He was faithful and just to forgive us if we ask Him with faith and repentance. But man, you let somebody hurt us. You let somebody say something against us or hurt us. And we don't want to extend that same kind of forgiveness and that same kind of grace that God so freely gives us. Why is it so hard for us to do that? And that's the position I was in. That's the position I was in. I was hurt, like I told you a moment ago, by someone in ministry. And I'm, t I'm being honest with y'all, like my family here. I was so angry and so hurt for a long time. For a long time. To the point where I was dreaming about physically hurting this person. I would say probably four times a week I would dream about physically hurting this person. And my wife would say, do you have another bad dream? Yeah, I did. I did. And I knew that eventually, because I sing gospel music and I do a lot of things in gospel music, I was going to face that person. I knew I was going to eventually see that person. I was angry and I was hurt. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. So Yvonne and I, one night, are on our way. We're driving in the car. And it was a Saturday night. We just had to sing Sunday somewhere in Kentucky. And I said, I need to reach out to that person. And she said, why? I said, I need to apologize to them. She said, well, you didn't do anything. She said, I said, I need to, for, I need to reach out to them. So I sent this person an email. And this person responded. I, I just said, I'm sorry for not being who I should have been. I'm, not, I'm sorry for being difficult to deal with. And that person emailed back and said, if you feel like I hurt you, or if you feel like I offended you, I'm sorry. Which really wasn't a sorry to begin with. That wasn't, it wasn't an apology. But see, forgiveness is not for that person. Forgiveness is for me. And for you. So a few months later, I found out that I was going to have to see that person. This person loved coffee. Okay, they love coffee. You always seen a cup, cup, cup of coffee in her hand. I dreamed. I said the first time I see him, I would just love to take that cup of coffee that I know he's going to have in his hand. Just pour it all over his new suit. I'm serious. That's what I thought. I'm going to just take the whole thing and just pour it all over him and then nothing they can do about it. Don't you know one of the first times that I saw that person, I was standing in an elevator with my wife and my youngest daughter and my grandbaby. And there he stood with a cup of coffee in each hand. In an elevator. And I thought, he can't go nowhere. I'm going to let him have it. And I said, how are you doing? He told me. And I walked out of that elevator after he walked out. And I said, thank you, Lord. I'm not the man that I used to be. Because forgiveness is not from, for them, it's for me. If you're holding a rock against somebody today, it might be somebody that hurt you 30 years ago. They, you, Brian, you don't know what they, how they treated me. You don't know what they said to me. It don't matter. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. See, you can't keep carrying that stone. You can't keep... So, so here's, here's the thing. And I've, I've discovered the, the reason why people have such a hard time forgiving. Because first of all, they think, well, if I forgive them, it condones their behavior. It does not condone their behavior. 
Forgiving someone doesn't mean it didn't happen. Forgiving someone doesn't mean the pain wasn't real. Forgiving someone doesn't mean you've got to put yourself in a position where you can be hurt again. Okay? You can forgive somebody and love them, but don't be around them. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? Even if they're family. Even if they're family. You don't have to be around them. You love them, you pray for them. But you, when you forgive, when you choose to forgive, and it's what it is, it's a choice. When you choose to forgive, all it's saying is, I'm going to let God handle this, and I'm giving up my right to get revenge and retaliate. That's all that's saying. And it's a daily choice. It's a daily choice. Because even after I committed in my heart that I was going to forgive that person, there were times that the old devil said, you remember how they treated you? You know what they said to you? How they hurt you? And you say, you know what? I forgave them for that. And that person has called me probably five times in the last year asking for my help. And you know what I told them? If I can help you in any way, I will. Because that's truly how you know if you've forgiven somebody, if you can pray for them. So the Bible says, pray for your enemies. Well, maybe somebody else, but I don't know. That's what he said. In fact, there's somewhere in the Bible that says, if you don't forgive those who trespass against you, that God won't forgive your sins. I surely want God to forgive me. So we need to choose to forgive one another. One of my favorite analogies, and Yvonne doesn't like my analogies, but she ain't here. Okay? But there's a certain little fish. There's a certain fish. He swims around the ocean all day long. And he loves this certain seaweed. If he sees that seaweed, man, he's going to go over and take a little bite of that. He's going to continue swimming on, enjoying his day. But what he doesn't realize, the oils in that seaweed will eat through the lining of his stomach, will it eventually kill him. So you see, he thinks he's got the seaweed, but really the seaweed has got him. And that's exactly what unforgiveness will do to you and me. It will kill us. It will eat us from the inside. And if we're carrying these big stones for somebody that's hurt us, we can't be effective for God, not like we could. If we're carrying all this garbage and this, this stuff, and you say, well, Brian, you, don't, you just don't know what they've done to me. One day said to me how they hurt me. I don't know. But I know the things that I've done against God. I've done against His Word. I've done against His people. And I know that He's forgiven me. And I need to extend that same forgiveness to someone else. Are you carrying a stone today? Examine your life. Are you carrying a rock against somebody? Because, man, just as easy it is to pick it up, you, you, you've got to drop it. You have to drop it. And let people in your life know that. Because see, there's a generation coming behind us. And that was one thing that hurt me so bad. I was letting my children see me so upset and so angry for so long that I want them to know, you know what, I forgave that person. Because I want them to see that modeled in front of them. That forgiveness and bitterness will eat you alive. If you don't drop your rock, stop carrying that. And pick up love, pick up mercy, pick up grace, pick up compassion, pick up that peace of God that goes beyond anything we can understand. 
If you're going to carry anything, you carry those things. You carry the fruits of the Spirit. That God will use you to extend that same kind of grace to someone else, to forgive someone else. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. I'm not going to come back to where you are. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. We're family here. I'm so thankful for the men's prayer breakfast. How it's enriched my life and strengthened me in the times that I've been here. I appreciate everybody always inviting me, make me feel welcome. But So I feel like we're family here. With an upraised hand, I just want to know how to pray for you today. Is there someone would here just say, you know what, Brian? With an upraised hand, you can put it back down. I, I, I've been carrying a rock against somebody. I've been carrying a stone against somebody. Just pray for me today. Anybody? Right there, right there. Anybody else? I've been carrying a stone. I need to drop that today. Is there any, anyone here that would say, you know what? Brian, I don't, even, I don't even know Jesus. I don't even know Him as my Savior. I've never accepted Him. Is there anybody here like that would be willing to say that? Just pray for me. I'm not going to come back to embarrass anybody. I'm not going to point anybody out. Would you just pray for me? Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Father. Thanking you, God, that you offer forgiveness through your Son, Jesus. God, we certainly don't earn it. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's only by gift. Father, may we all examine our own life and look inside ourselves. And God, if there's a stone that we're carrying for, against someone, God, may we drop it today. May we look around and realize, God, you didn't come condemned, you, but you come to save the world, not to condemn the world. And, and God, all we have to do is confess our sin to you. And you are faithful and just to forgive. So, Father, may we do that even right now. Father, for every hand and every hand that wasn't raised, may you meet our need, God. Father, we ask these things and believe these things. For it's in Christ's name that we pray. All God's people said, Amen. Would you stand?